Hello, Connected Parents, and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. Today, we're going to talk about back to school. So this is a big transition. It's a big transition for kids, and it's a big transition for parents. And there's lots of big feelings um, about going back to school, lots of nerves sometimes, anxiety, a lot of excitement. So it's, it's a time of big feelings. So today, we're going to talk about back to school. Hi, everyone. I'm Jennifer Clary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So let's start with big feelings because kids are often feeling... Sometimes it's an either or, but often it's both. They're feeling excited to go back to school. They want to see their friends. They inherently sort of crave that structure and that predictability that school provides. Um, and, and for some kids, they're so anxious. They're so nervous. And the nerves start, you know, two or three weeks before school even starts. Um, they really start to get anxious about going back. Who's my teacher going to be? Who's going to be my class? Am I going to be able to do the work? Am I going to be able to, to do what a grade six does or grade five does? Um, you know, for high school kids, that's a huge transition uh, going from middle school to high school. Um, so it's a time of really kind of big feelings. And I guess what's really common is that kids are feeling both. So you can really talk to your children about you can have two conflicting, competing, big emotions in your body at once. You can be you can be very excited to go back to school and see your friends and be very, very nervous at the same time. And kids don't always know that. And, and for some kids who really kind of have big feelings, um, but they don't know what they are, sometimes just gently, you know, don't hold your finger up and go, you're feeling anxious about school. That's why you're behaving this way. It's more sort of gently wondering out loud with them. You know, I've noticed that you're a little bit more um, anxious lately, or you're talking a bit faster, or you just seem like you're um, more fidgety. Do you think, I'm sort of wondering if maybe that's, if you're starting to think about going back to school, um, sometimes they're feeling these things and they don't actually have the connection. <laughs> they don't actually know why they're feeling this way. Um, so really using the calm technique to join with them where they are. And remember to go back to episodes one or two, if you want more details on how to do that, but the calm technique is really just gentle, loving listening. And it's using language and questions and, um, you know, truly sort of echoing back what you've heard your child say with feeling an emotion that actually helps the brain uh, calm down. It, you get it, you get a blast of oxytocin. Oxytocin is actually a cortisol blocker. Cortisol is a stress hormone. So upping those levels of oxytocin will decrease the levels of cortisol that your child has. So they'll they'll actually calm down. The more connected you are the more loving you are, the more you cuddle and baby play and all of that. I always suggest uh, during back to school time and leading up to back to school time, up the baby play, up the connection, really up the conversational mirroring, the kind of chit chat mirroring where the child really walks away feeling incredibly listened to and heard. Um, and then certainly using the calm technique when your child is upset or agitated, this will constantly uh, literally medicate them with oxytocin and serotonin. And just to remind you, 
um, you know, that's a cortisol blocker, which I just mentioned, but it also speeds up neuroplasticity. So the higher the level of oxytocin in the bloodstream, the more ready that brain is to learn, remember, and organize material that that child is learning at school. So it really does help with learning, um, with making those connections. And it, it speeds up the brain's ability to make those connections, which is huge strengthens the immune system. So that's really important with all the stuff going on in the world today. You want your kids as strong and healthy as you can. When kids are stressed, the immune system downgrades. When they're feeling very connected to and love, the, the system upgrades. Um, so it's really important that they're healthier and stronger the more loved and connected uh, to they feel, right? Really, really important. It's I, it, and I can't stress enough how this is biochemically critical for your kids. So if you're really going to kind of turn it up over the next uh, couple of weeks, that will really help. I usually suggest backing up bedtime too, a little bit, not drastically. You don't want to, well, you know, school's in three weeks, so let's start getting to bed now. You don't want to do that, but certainly, you know, the weekend before, a few days before you really want to start backing up the bedtime so that they're not super tired the first uh, week of school, you know, little things like involving them and don't just go and buy their school supplies, make it a big deal and go with them and get them invested in what they're buying. That can really help. Um, I love the suggestion of having some kind of ritual that marks the end of summer. So whether it's a campfire um, in your backyard or even a, even a fake campfire in your backyard or a play that you put or the kids put on or a slideshow, or you make up a silly song about all the things you did in the summer. Um, or maybe you have a special dinner and then each person talks about their favorite memories from the summer. Um, rituals are so important and having reverence for those rituals is really important. Um, it really helps kids sort of leave one chapter of their life and feel ready to move on to the next chapter. That's really helpful. Um, I also want to do a little bit of predicting here because I really see the same patterns every year um, that kids usually you know, sort of worry about the first week of school, the first couple of weeks. Those typically go quite well, right? Kids are excited. They're, you know, happy to see their friends, that mornings are going remarkably well, everybody's kind of getting out the door and you, you, you actually think to yourself, oh, you know, maybe this is the year we're going to, we're going to have our, our act together. Maybe this is going to work. And that, but truly that usually lasts about two or three weeks. And then there's a little bit of a crash. So it's at that point that they realize, oh, the summer is really gone and I don't really like doing all this homework. And that's where they start to drag their feet in the mornings and things take a little bit longer to get out the door and, you know, getting to bed is even more difficult and getting the homework routine down is really difficult. So sort of expect it to go pretty well the first two or three weeks. So it's really important to get those routines in then while the kids are sort of um, uh, emotionally ready to, to be sort of um, to commit to that. That's a really important thing. And that then it will hold better when that little crash comes. Um, the other thing that I think is so important, if you haven't done this already, go and get a giant whiteboard or chalkboard of some kind and have a really big family calendar. So each kid has their own color. And then there's a family color, which is a color where everybody, um, if you see that color, you know that something the whole family does. And then on that calendar are things like wake up time and, um, you know, homework times and all the different activities that they're in and who's picking them up here and there. And then part of the routine is in the morning when they come down, it's okay, let's look at the big family calendar and let's see what's on for today. And then they sort of have a visual of what the whole day looks like. Cause kids are often trying to hold that in their head and they can't, they don't have the, the, the brain isn't even built for that yet. The, the, um, 
the frontal lobe, the part of the brain that can actually hold that information isn't even, and the brain's not even capable of that really. So you are the one that's sort of doing that for them. So the more you have that's, that's visual is better. You know, some people have it on a computer or a little, you know, um, a little thing on the fridge. And it, it, that's, I generally feel that that's not good enough. It needs to be big. I don't know what it is about it being big, but the kids love you know, to sort of see it. And it sort of takes up a nice amount of space and it's kind of bold and really kind of makes a statement. This is your day. This is your week. Um, and then really having things on there like dentist appointments and haircuts and things like that. So, so you're not springing surprises on them. So that's something I would definitely, definitely put into place. Um, and start that in September, I would suggest putting into place morning windows and starting it and, and understanding what that is, explaining it to the kids and implementing it the first day of school. And I have, think I have a whole podcast on that. So I'll put that in the show notes, um, but there's an entire podcast on mornings and making mornings go well. So I would go back and listen to that and put that into place. Um, I would also make sure, and so listen to some of the bedtime podcasts too, because you really want a reminder on that, you know, having that bedtime really quite set. I mean, there may be nights where kids have to go to bed a little bit later because of a program they're in or something, but really having the morning routine set and the bedtime routine set is incredibly important. You want your kids getting enough sleep. You want them to not be sleep deprived. That, that's really key. Um, I also have a whole podcast on homework, which you might want to go back and have a listen to. Um, and there, you know, cause there may not be homework right away the first week of school, but there will be homework and having conversations in advance, front loading your kids about the importance of homework. Um, and that's really important for kids to do their homework. And it's, it's good for the brain to do things they don't necessarily want to do. That's a really important muscle to build because as an older kid, as an adult, you, there's all kinds of things that you have to do to take care of yourself that you, you know, have to do and you don't want to. So that's a really important muscle to be building. So I'd recommend going back and listening to those podcasts. Um, and then I think other than just making sure um, you're really focusing on the mirroring, the connection. And so let me just remind you um, what conversational mirroring is. This is the sort of chit chat mirroring. This is, you know, not using the calm technique when they're upset, which you will anyway, but it's really focusing on when they're, you know, really excited. So let's say they, I don't know, saw something really cool on YouTube instead of going, oh, that's really nice, honey. That's great. You go, oh, wow. Okay. Tell me, what did you see? Show me and look really interested. Don't, don't overdo it. You don't want it to be too fake and weird, but you want to genuinely show interest in that. Um, if they're telling you a story or they made a picture, it's not just, oh, that's lovely, honey. Let's put that on the fridge. It's whoa, look at the way you've got the, the sun shining there on that sword. And I love the way you've got the shoes poking out under the dress. That's amazing. Like really just kind of, um, reflect back the joy and the effort um, and the meaning that you think went into that painting. And when you can capture that, that's where you're gonna get that oxytocin release. That's where you're gonna get that serotonin release. Those are the here and now chemicals that actually are happiness builders. And we want as much of that flowing uh, before school starts and at the beginning of school as possible. And with that in place, you're gonna have a pretty smooth back to school um, transition, which will be amazing. And then just be aware that around the end of the summer, it's usually, I'm sorry, the end of September, it's usually end of September, early October, you're going to see that crash a little bit where it sort of hits them. This is my life now. And you'll see a little bit of, um, 
a drop and, and, and more resistance in some of the routines at that point. And if you're ready for it, that'll be okay. The only other little thing I want to add, and this is actually really important because this comes up every year. Often kids get back to school and then they realize, oh, I didn't get the teacher I wanted or my best friends in the other class or half my friends are in the other class or everybody's in the other class and I'm stuck in this class. And there may be times where it is important to advocate for your child, but I just want to put this little bit of wisdom, you know, for, as a parent myself, having three kids who are now all out of, you know, they've, Olivia just graduated from, uh, from high school. So all my kids have been through school. Um, but I have to say that, you know, the years that I thought, oh, they're not with their friends. They honestly, they were upset for about two days and then they made new friends. So I, I think it's important for us as parents, um, even though it's upsetting for our kids, um, it may not necessarily be in their best interest to freak out and go and talk to the principal and get the, get the class switched. Um, it's a really important thing for kids to learn that I can face something that looks really challenging, that looks really difficult and impossible and sad, like not having my best friend in my class or, or not having you know, any of my close friends in my class and learning to get through that. And this is where you're going to use the calm technique to mirror, to really be present with your child around this, to sort of hold them in this space, but then give them those messages of confidence. You got this. You can do this. This is something that you can do. And I, I believe in you and I'll do whatever I can to support you, but I think you can do this. And then honestly, what I've found over 30 years of doing this and working with hundreds and hundreds of families is most of the time, the kids make the adjustment very quickly, much faster than you think that they would. They now have new friends plus their old friends. Uh, but most importantly, they have this incredibly hard thing that they went through and they got through and they conquered and they learned they could be happy afterwards. So just a really important message to keep in mind that um, sometimes you know, healthy adversity, like normal bumps and contours in the road are incredibly important for mental health later, for brain development, um, and for, for resilience, uh, that's a really, really important thing. So the message to you guys is just make sure you don't panic, um, and take away a really important learning opportunity. If you're not entirely happy, or if your child's not entirely happy, uh, with where they ended up. And of course there may be circumstances where I don't, the kids with a horrible bully or there, there may be circumstances where you have to go and advocate for your kids. Um, but for the most part, just, just think about that. I think it's a really, really important thing. And it offers a great opportunity for kids to learn that they have the strength, they can do it, they can get through something hard. And you now have the skills with connected parenting and understanding how to mirror and how to really hold them emotionally that they can get through it. So that's really important. All right, so good luck with the whole back to school process. Remember to go back and look through some of those podcasts that I mentioned. I'll, I'll try to put them in the show notes as well. Um, and, and remember that you can feel all kinds of different things during back to school and remember that bump will likely happen. If you want more information on Connected Parenting, please go to connectedparenting.com. We've got online courses. We've got our village, which is that this is a great time to join the village. Everybody's going through the same thing, helping their kids move through their transitions. It's a fantastic group where people support each other. And there's two Connected Parenting therapists in there giving you parenting advice, supporting you and helping you, answering your questions. And also it's a place to practice the calm technique. That's really important. Um, all right. We will see you again on the next episode of Connected Parenting.